Your desires, Lord, your desires reveal. 
you for the will to set ourselves aside. Thank you for lyrics to sing that speak to our spirit about how we should live, how we want and desire to live. We give ourselves away. That is why you came, Jesus, not to be served, but to serve and give your life as a ransom. Lord, we recognize you today. You're worthy as we sung. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of us laying it down. You're worthy of it. You're worthy of it, Jesus. In your name, we give you praise today. And everyone said together, amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Well, you know, it's one thing to sing, I give myself away. It's another thing to now do it in the offering, right? <laughs> so we're going to receive this morning's tithe and offerings, and we're going to actually do what we just sang about. <laughs> How convenient is that? And uh, we are uh, grateful to see each one of you here today. If you're a guest here, we're excited that you came in the snow. If you're call uh, Praise Assembly home, we just are, are, are so glad to see you guys here today. But we want to pray a blessing over this time of giving again when it really is a, 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 a moment where we display giving ourselves away. That's what giving does. It's little by little, less of us and more of him. Amen. Lord, thank you that we get an opportunity to worship you right now in our giving. I pray a blessing over this moment. Lord, let it be more than just putting um, uh, cash or credit card information or whatever, uh, whatever we use to, in our method of giving. Let it be something that literally is, is our prayer as we give that we say, God, just one more time, I want you to know that you're my everything. One, one more time, I want you to know that you are my provider. Bless this offering, Jesus, in your strong name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to do a new song for you this morning. It has the name Joy in it, too, so that's why I kind of like it. Look, we got the pastors doing everything today. <laughs> I was going to pray for the offering, but that wouldn't have been good. I'm not gifted. I have to stay in my gift. We sing to 
the grave. My God is to roll these stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. few announcements somebody grabbed yours on the way in please tell me you did yes I did just not just say it I've got it I've got it right here and a bulletin coming in right now okay there's a black Kia Forte your lights are on um, I don't know what state I'm assuming Delaware 361-661 something like that maybe 361-E61 a black Kia Forte, your lights are on. We want you to be able to get home safely today. So, hey, we do have a few announcements. Uh, Missions Choir, Pastor Brandon, are meeting today, correct? This, oh, okay, he'll say more about that later. That's a, an irrelevant uh, one because he'll take care of that. And uh, we, uh, we're beginning next Sunday our new series entitled Heroes, our message series entitled Heroes. Make sure you are here for that. We've got some things coming up. Um, on the 19th, we've got... Um, our men's breakfast and Bible study will be happening, uh, 8 a.m. sharp. Men, don't forget to be there for that. Also, today, if you grabbed a Pringles can and you ate the Pringles and you're like, oh, no, I left it at the house or I didn't put anything. It's okay. Just grab an offering envelope. Just put Pringles can on it. Put whatever one. We like paper. It doesn't need to be noisy money. Uh, that's, that's perfectly fine. But that is due today. If you can uh, please see me about that. Annual business meeting coming up the 27th. Super important. Make sure you're there for that day. And uh, interestingly enough, um, uh, uh, 
pastor's birthday is that day, and Jack is uh, Jack uh, Coleman. Your birthday is that day, so that's going to be a, a pretty sweet day. And then, really, the announcement that pastors really care about uh, is March thirteenth, moving the clocks um, f- ahead. Okay, the, the behind one in the fall that you just be here an hour early, and we don't care. We love that, but this is the one. So make sure on the on the twelfth before you go to bed. Uh, you turn your manual clocks, but everybody knows it's almost an irrelevant message now because your your phones, which most of you set your alarms with, turn back automatically. And so that's happening the 13th. And then the final one, uh, near final one, is in regards to baptism. Applications are out there if you're wanting to be water baptized. If you've never followed uh, up in your relationship with Christ in water baptism, this is your opportunity to be able to do that. And so please uh, turn one of those in. Um, uh, that would be wonderful. And then the, the, last, um, the last announcement I'm going to make before uh, Pastor Brandon comes is that uh, beginning on March 13th for nine weeks, nine weeks, March 13th um, at 9 a.m., which is our life group hour, in room 107, which is that room right over here across that wall, there's going to be a parenting class for parents of all ages. Some of you, you know, are on the younger side, on the middle side. It doesn't matter how old even your kids are. This is a parenting class that can be useful to you, and it's something that you want to. Maybe you're a grandparent here, and you've been trying to get your son or daughter with young children to get on and be involved in church at some place and somewhere. This is a great opportunity to do it at 9 a.m., and uh, there's a... Um, like uh, kind, of, kind of an insert out in the, the lobby here if you need more information concerning that. That is happening. And then the last, last announcement is that tonight for young adults and high school students, uh, young adults and high school students, we're going to be having our Super Bowl party over in the cafe beginning at 530. If you show up early, that's cool. We'll just hang out. Bring some food. Don't come empty-handed. You can go to Shop right, I don't care, whatever. Just bring something tonight. We're going to have some wings, a little bit of pizza. We're going to have a good time uh, together. So, uh, it, it, and uh, the last announcement is Pastor Brandon's coming. God bless you guys. <laughs> I'll just tag on that, uh, that missions choir. So right after service, I don't, I don't plan to keep you here all day. If we'll go in room 103 and we'll go in there, hopefully you've practiced. You know what we're doing, Right. We're not going in there to learn, right? This is howling just a little bit, feeding back a little bit. Um, we don't have much time, so we just want to get right to, I'm still talking about Missions Choir, right to it. And uh, this week, next week, and then we'll see where we're at next week. If we need to add a third practice, we'll do that. Um, it's good to be with you this morning. I want to start, and I want to say this to you this morning. I, I certainly don't know all of you. Uh, we, we've been talking about in our life group about knowing God, uh, the power of knowing God. And the, the difference is, is when we say, I know you, I know you because I see you here every Sunday, but I don't, I don't know you. If you're, if you're sitting next to your spouse, I certainly don't know you as well as your spouse knows you today. But I do want to tell you this this morning. I love you, okay? You have to love me, okay? Because that's what the word says. I have to love you too, but we choose this love because of what Christ has done for us. And so anything that I, I say today, I, I'm certainly not setting you up for some harsh, you know, n- nobody has to pull their feet in that I'm going to step on your toes this morning. But I want you to know that it's always motivated by love for you. Because as, as I begin to prepare and I begin to put a sermon together, 
it really is speaking to me as well. I don't want you to think that I, I certainly don't have it all figured out. I'm still uh, growing. This is still like, just like feeding back like crazy. I hope you can hear me fine. I'll talk louder if, that, if you can pull it down a little bit. But today, I, I want to speak to you out of 2 Peter. And if you have your Bibles, if you don't, uh, obviously it'll be up on the screen. It's a lost art. We don't bring our Bibles anymore. I, I, I get it. I don't as well many times, but I'm going to read from, this is a Bible. Have you seen one of these? You know, we, don't ha we have our phones, we have our iPads. That's all good. It's good to have it no matter where you're at. Um, but 2 Peter, starting in chapter 1, and I'm going to read verse 1 through 11. Uh, this is the New Living Translation this morning. It says, This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. So I want to stop right there. Peter is writing to you and I. If we have the same faith in Jesus Christ, Peter is writing to us this morning. Granted, he was writing to uh, believers who were scattered about, but today this word is for us. He is writing to you who share the same precious faith that we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Verse 3 says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Hallelujah. In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Again, I love you this morning. You love me this morning. Amen. I just want to get that straight. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will, be, and you will never fall away. And then God will give, uh, will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to speak to you on a subject. You may have heard the same before. Forward ever, backward never. Have you heard that before? Well, I'm going to teach you all about it. So let's pray. Father, bless your word. Thank you, Lord, that, that the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit you, you inspired Peter to write these words, not only to believers of that day, but to us today. Lord, this isn't some ancient script. It is uh, in its age, but Lord, it is, it is vital and important for us today to discern and to apply. And I pray that you'd help us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Forward ever, backward never. This is, uh, I'm, I'm going to probably mess this name up, Kwame Nkrumah. I hope I'll, I'll show somebody that later. I hope you, you can help me with that. He was Ghana's first prime minister and eventually Ghana's first uh, president. And it was because he led the fight for Ghana's independence. 
And he came up with this phrase, forward ever, backward never. And I think we can probably all kind of glean from that a little bit in, into its meaning uh, as far as for their independence. But the thought is, you're moving forward. You're not looking back, as Peter wrote, we're not looking back at our earthly desires or the sins of our life. If, if we're blind to it, we're looking back and, and we're thinking we're still uncleansed from all this sin. We are looking forward. We are moving forward. But when we regress, we're no longer growing. And I want to show you a picture today. You've probably seen this many times. Is it there? There it is. Have you seen that? Because I always looked at that and thought, what is that? It's backwards, right? But if you're in the military, um, or even if, if you look at this American flag we have here today, I didn't even think about doing this, but I'll do it. So we all know it to be this way, right? But if it were going, we would see it this way. And that's how it's displayed on the soldier's arm, on the right shoulder. And what that means is the flag's stars are always to be at the, the front left. And they are always to be led into battle with the front left. But if, as I showed you with the flag today, if, if I'm doing that but you're on this side of it, you're going to see it just like on that soldier's arm. And what that means is they are moving forward. If you were to take that flag today and put it in the wind and have it blow, those stars would, be, would, would give the indication that they are in the front and they are moving forward. Whether it's military, moving in battle, they are moving forward. And I want to tell you today, this needs to reflect our Christian walk. We need to be growing and moving forward. Amen? Anybody here, this is probably everybody here, has tried to lose weight at one time or another. Some of you are blessed and don't have to try. You don't get, Larry, I think of Larry Mon. Skin and bones, Larry, you're skin and bones. He can probably eat whatever he wants and nothing. But for, for most of us, that's not the case. And I'll tell you, one of the things my doctors told me was, you can't go crazy. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Well, you know, why don't you start with an achievable goal? Because I'll tell you, I shouldn't even share this. <laughs> I, in my mind, I will be 50 in October. And I have purposed, yeah, that's the one first part of it, 50 in October, <clears throat> and my plan was to lose 50 pounds before I turned 50. <laughs> you laugh, right? <laughs> Am I not off to a good start? Is that what you're telling me? <clears throat> my doctor always told me, one to two pounds a week is, is normal. And really, you've heard the saying, slow and steady wins the race. You know, you see, if you do these diets, yeah, you're going to drop like 20 pounds in the first couple of weeks. And you're going to feel really good. But it doesn't take much to put that, because you're losing water weight. I've learned all this stuff. You're losing water weight. It's not really truly what you're doing. But in similar fashion, even in our Christian walk, it needs to trend, not, obviously not losing, it needs to trend forward. Whether it's slowly, whether, and, and for many of us, that's good. Slow and steady wins the race. We read in, in uh, Philippians 3 where Paul talks about running the race. It is, it is definitely a marathon type thing for us. We're not going to get there overnight. God can do amazing things, yes, but it is going to be that slow and steady progression as long as the trend is forward and not backwards. 
the opposite of losing weight. I, I hope I'm not trending forwards. I hope I'm trending backwards. You've heard onward Christian soldiers. Onward. As if we're putting those stars and those stripes, we're putting those stars in front and we are moving forward today. For many of us here at some point in our lives, I, I hope many of us here today, you were saved and things changed instantly for you. You didn't, you didn't speak the way you used to speak. You, you knew that things in your life needed to change and they needed to change now. You've heard pastor's testimony that, uh, of, of a life of drinking and that ended. And, and, and not to the point of he had cravings and needed it. It ended that day. And for many of us, that's how it was. We said goodbye to many things that we had done. And we were consumed, prayerfully, I hope we were, consumed now with the knowledge of getting to know this God who saved us, who loved us enough to save us. And we, we wanted to move forward. Some of us are a little bit longer process. It's taken us a little time to work, work out those kinks. But again, slow and steady wins the race. And a lot of times, we can, no doubt, while you, many of us have been on this journey for some time, many of you may be new to this. You, you've just started your Christian, Christian walk. I want to tell you today, whether you're new to it or whether you've been in it for a long time, you were never meant to stay in that state. We accepted Christ absolutely. It was a miracle and, and it, for everything it was, that's, that's what it, we should point to. It marked a brand new beginning. What it didn't do is culminate and end at that day. We were meant to grow in God. We were never meant. Uh, Max Licato is a, a great Christian author. I know this quote comes from him. This could be a title of a book, too. I'm not sure. He said this, God loves you just the way you are. Do you know he loves you just the way you are today? He said, but he refuses to leave you that way. He wants you to be just like Jesus. So today, we come as we are, and Jesus accepts us as we are, but he does not want to leave us that way. He loves us too much. And the truth is, really what I want to say to you today is, the believer never really stands in one place very long. You don't, you, we don't idle. We don't stand in one place. We are either progressing or we're regressing. We're either moving forward or we're moving backwards. And only you can answer that today. Or say, I would say, what, what does the Lord say to you today? Are you moving forward or are you moving backwards? The great theologian Stephen King, I say that jokingly because he is not a theologian, obviously. He writes horror movies and all of these kind of things. Shawshank Redemption. If you've seen it, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand and reveal yourself. I have seen it. There's a saying in that movie that they use, get busy living or get busy dying. And today, we want to get busy living the life God has for us because if we're moving backwards, we are dying. If we live in our past. Also true for a lot of us is we have leveled off. That yes, that, that day, that initial uh, day of salvation, and, and we were on fire, and many times we have these ebb and flows. We have these, uh, these hills and valleys. But to some extent, we are idle. We are at a standstill. The definition of the word idle literally means spend time doing nothing. 
You know what it is to start your car in the morning and, and idle and actually say that's not good for the vehicle. Um, but we all do it because we want to be in a warm car when we get in it in the morning. Standing still, uh, being idle, the truth is it's not, we're not backslidden. We're not living actively and willfully sinning. We're doing the right things. We're going to church. We give to church. We, we, we give our time to the church, but we're not growing. And all of these things are good, and they are part of the Christian walk. But how, what are we doing, and how are we growing and maturing in the Lord? Our, our salvation experience was meant to be life-changing. I pray that that is your testimony, that it saved your life, it changed your life. But again, it was not the end. It wasn't the culmination of all that you've known. It was just the beginning. I want to go back and I want to kind of just go through some verses that we read this morning. Verse 2 said, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. So how do we grow? In our knowledge of God. Oddly enough, that is our, our uh, life group that we've been talking about. Uh, and it's, it's, it's been very good. It, it's actually kind of supplemented a little bit of what I'm speaking about today. But we need to be growing. And uh, all we need to do is, is look at uh, a dead tree. That dead tree is not bearing any fruit anymore. It's done. Thankfully for us, we can be in such a state, but God can once again pull us out of that state. And we can be growing. Uh, I want to step uh, a chapter or a book back. This is 1 Peter. Again, this is still Peter writing. Chapter 2, verse 1 and 3, it says this. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will, you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment. Now, this is, now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. I think of Sam Smith this morning. Have you heard that cry for milk in the night yet? You heard that baby crying, keeping you up all hours of the night. We all have, if, if you've had children, you all know what it is when that baby cries out for that milk. And, and something in, uh, in our life group, it, it's by um, uh, Tony Evans, and he talks about a pacifier. You know, that pacifier is fake food. And it pacifies for a little while, but at some point that baby realizes this is not the real thing. And they let you know it really quick. Uh, we had, my, my parents did foster care for a number of years. And we had a, a, a little boy come to us. Uh, I believe he was a year old. He may have been 14 months or so. And his name was Stevie. And he had not only been abused by, uh, whether it was his parents, whoever had him, they, they were abusing him. But one of the worst things they did was they never gave him milk. And so at 14 months, Stevie had no teeth. He wasn't the size of what he should have been. He was a frail little boy. And Peter is telling us we need to cry out for spiritual milk or else we are malnutritioned and we're not growing, we're not developing the way God would intend it for us. In uh, the book and in the class that we're talking about, Tony Evans gives a, a great analogy and illustration. 
that when you go in a, a restaurant, you don't go in and you're going to read about what you're going to eat on the menu. It's going to be there. You can read all about it. And then the waiter can come and tell you all about it. And then you don't just close your menu and get up and walk out satisfied that you read about it and you heard about it. You want to partake of the meal. Point being is we have God's word. We're hearing about him. You're hearing about, uh, you know, breaking down some scripture today from me. But that shouldn't be enough for you. It shouldn't satisfy your spiritual hunger that you need to be developing all on your own. You need to go after God and enjoy it as, as the full meal. Have you ever been in this situation? And probably have. Have you ever been hungry, eaten a meal, and yes, physically you're full, but you are not satisfied with what you ate? You're not pacified. Your, your physical hunger is pacified, but you're not satisfied. I'm not satisfied I filled up on broccoli. Let me tell you, I don't like broccoli. And yet, <laughs> and yet I ate a meal, and I'm angry because I'm not hungry, but I don't like that I filled up on broccoli, you know? I wanted to fill up on something much more satisfying to myself. So God wants so much more from you and I, for you and I, to be able to grow and, and not just be pacified, but be fully satisfied in him. Hallelujah. And we too should want that for ourselves. We shortchange ourselves many times and we don't understand what we're missing out on. Peter said to grow in a full experience of salvation. And I want a full experience of God. Hallelujah. Again, God wants us to be just like Jesus, and this should be our desire. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, we're not trying to be Jesus. I'll never be Jesus. I'll be perfect one day, but here on earth, I am not. I'm a flawed person. Verse 3 says this, By his divine power, God has given, given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us a great and precious promise. Given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Folks, we have been given everything we need. Everything we need to live a godly life. Whether we choose to accept it, whether we choose to put it into practice, that's the whole other, that's the whole other side of this. Um, I, I did get Megan's permission to talk about her a little bit today. She said, yes, you can go ahead. And actually, the, the illustration changed, but I'm still going to go with it, okay? I'll explain that. Megan has had headaches for a long time. Uh, so much so that, you know, she, they're, they're sometimes debilitating. I mean, she still functions. I find it because I don't like having a headache. And she was dealing with them daily sometimes, um, going for tests, different tests, different medicines, uh, whether it's migraine medicine or whatever. So much so that my other daughter had a headache one day, and Megan was like, you have a headache? Like, I've had a headache for five years. That's how it felt. But we finally thought, well, maybe she's anemic. You know, maybe she's just deficient in, in iron or whatever. And at first she was told it was. So we were satisfied with that. And then she found out she wasn't. 
but this is where I'm still using the illustration because I had already written it and I was going to use it. But many of us, many of us, maybe you're here, you're anemic or you take a, a vitamin or a supplement because your body is lacking. You know, when you have your, um, what is it called? Thyroid. When you have your thyroid removed, you've got to take something in order to supplement what was removed. Many of us have these things, and Peter's instructions are so beautiful. Now, I want to explain. Peter, when, when we read these verses, when he says to supplement, we're not talking about necessarily that we're deficient in any of these things, but one thing leads to another, leads to another, and we begin to grow in this way. Verse 5 says, in view of all this, in view of everything that I've told you so far that Christ has done, he's given us everything we need, he says, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith, and we read these before, with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, patient endurance with godliness, godliness with brother, brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with the love for everyone. We develop these qualities as we begin to exercise one, leads into another, and we begin to form and grow as Christ would intend it for us. We have been given everything we need for godly living. Hallelujah. We have so much to gain by growing in the Lord. We don't even realize it. And where there is life, if you are living and you are alive, there must be growth. I can tell you, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no farmer, I'm no gardener, but I know if you look at your things and they're dead, you don't just keep watering and hoping uh, that it's going to come back. It's gonna, you cut them down. You remove them because they are dead. They are no longer bearing fruit. Jesus said, uh, Pastor mentioned this verse, and I wrote it down because it was so good. Matthew 12, 33, you know this. Jesus said a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You and I are to bear fruit as we grow in the Lord. And although, again, we've been given everything we need to do so, we must apply it. All that we've been given, and we must be diligent to use all that, ha that God has provided for us because spiritual growth on, on our behalf is not an automatic thing. It is something we work at, and we diligently should work at. Peter tells us, make every effort to respond to God. Every effort. And as we and you and I get busy living and moving forward and growing in God, the more these virtues we read about begin to show in our lives. Moral excellence, what does that mean for you and I? You have to look at your life. You know your life. You know the things you're doing, whether it's self-control or patient endurance. Anybody struggle with patience? Don't raise your hand. You're going to be tried going home from work and from church today. Patience is a tough one for me to come by sometimes. But Peter says in verse 8, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Forward ever. Moving forward in God. Because we want to know him and live for him. Again, our current life group, it's more than just head knowledge of God. Because there's a lot of worldly people that had, have had head knowledge of God today. They've heard the same scriptures you've heard. So they know who you're talking about, but they don't know him. And you and I today 
know him. He has made himself known to us. To those of us today, Peter is talking to those of us that are standing idle or moving backwards. He says this, uh, but those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from old sin. Essentially, we, we choose to remain in our deficiencies. We choose to remain left short in all of these areas because we're not growing in God. As we read again in 1 Peter, it says, get rid of all evil behavior, be done with it. All deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech, be done with it. I'm not, I don't pretend to think that we don't all struggle with those things. I know we do. I know I do. But we can be done with it. We can put it aside. Peter says, so dear brothers and sisters, work hard. I want to tell you, it's, it's not necessarily easy. It doesn't come as easy to some people. Don't, don't you hate that? Some people can just, boom. They're done with it. They put it behind them. And you look at yourself and you know, I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. I want to tell you today, you're not alone. Not only you're not alone because many of us deal with it, but the Holy Spirit is right there with you, is walking and is uh, leading you and dwelling within you to show you the way, to teach you the way as you go. He says in verse 10, do these things and you will never fall away, which lends me to believe don't do these things and there's potential to fall away. That's, that's what I read from that. Are we going to make mistakes along the way? You better believe it. You better believe it. We're reading these verses by Peter. Does anybody remember what Peter had done? I mean, there's several things we could point to today. One of the worst being that he denied Jesus three times. This was somebody who walked with Jesus, who spent time with Jesus. And yet in the end, his fear got the better of him and he denied him. Peter was the one who stepped out of the boat. He had the, the courage and, and the belief to step out of the boat. But once again, Peter's fear, would tell me that Peter maybe struggles with fear a little bit, got the better of him and he was aware of what he was doing and, and he began to sink. But Jesus pulled him out. But in each of the circumstances in Peter's life, we see Jesus discipline Peter. You and I need discipline sometimes. You as a parent, hopefully, and I'm not talking about beating your kids, I'm talking about disciplining your children so that they might learn from the, the situations or whatever. You're disciplining them, you're teaching them because they're going to grow up one day. And you ever met an undisciplined child now grown up? They're an undisciplined adult. So we see Jesus discipline Peter. We see Jesus instruct Peter and sometimes correct Peter we see when, when, uh, when they were saying, uh, you know, Peter saying to him, Lord, you'll never wash my feet. And if you're going to wash my feet, then, then go the whole way. I'm paraphrasing, please. But... And what's Jesus' rebuke? Get behind me, Satan. I hope Jesus never has to say that to me. But in all of these circumstances, yes, he disciplined him. Yes, he rebuked him. I want to tell you what Jesus didn't do. He never rejected him. He never rejected him. He will never reject you this morning. If we will come to him 
and follow hard after him, devote ourselves to knowing him more. I'm not going to read, I, I know I have more verses here. I just really want to read James 1.5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Peter, in, we're told in 1 Peter that we will endure trials, but only for a little while. And I understand today that you may be going through something right now, and that little while just doesn't seem like it's coming fast enough. You, you're, you're ready for the other side of that already. We're all facing or have faced trials of every kind, of every kind. We're told and we're encouraged that it's only for a little while, but when it doesn't seem like that, we are told that if we lack, I would, I would dare say not only wisdom, if we lack in any area and we ask God, he will give, but let me continue on. It says we must, we must believe and not doubt that he can do that, that he can give us the strength we need to get through what we're going through right now. If we lack, we should ask God who gives generously. And along the way, maybe you can already point to it, you don't even have to think about it, you've experienced the Lord correcting you, or instructing you, disciplining you, but just as you know with your own child, you would do the same thing because you love that child. You want them to learn from their ways. You want them to be on the right path the Lord loves you today. I love you today. And I want that for you. Jesus wants that for you. The good news is he will never reject you. Forward ever, backward never. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. So I want to ask you today, where do you honestly feel like you are at? Do you, do you feel and sense that you are growing are you aware that not only am I not growing and not only am I not standing idle, I feel like I'm regressing. I feel like I'm, I'm going backwards in my relationship with the Lord. I hate to keep drawing back to the life group if you've been in this class. He likened it to the old bench seat in the car. You remember the old bench seat in that front seat? And he said you could always tell how close the couple was by where that girl sat in that car how close she was to that driver because you could slide all the way across it. And you could also tell when things weren't going well, she was at the other side of it. And then one day she finally says, I used to be sitting so much closer to you. And the driver said, well, I didn't move. And when I tell you, God is saying, I haven't gone, he hasn't gone anywhere. I'm still here, but we tend to drift away. Only you can answer the question today that I'm asking you. Where do you stand today in the Lord? Are you moving forward? Are you growing daily, daily? Is the trend at least moving forward? We, we heard last week uh, from, from Brother Doug Clay's message about the church in Laodicea, that the charge that Jesus had against them is found in Revelation 3. It says, I know all the things you do, that you were neither hot nor cold, I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You're neither moving forward or moving backwards. You're just status quo. That's not a good place to be. And I don't want that for you this morning. I, I don't think you should want it for yourself. What I can tell you is if you will get moving forward in God, 
in the Lord's direction. The Holy Spirit will be with you. He will guide you. There's going to be bumps along the way, but the, take comfort in the fact that the Lord is with you today. He's with you. God can do great things in your life and through your life if you'll allow him that opportunity, if you'll trust him today. I want to read uh, one more verse. Um, before we go to communion, I'm going to invite Lynn to come up and, and sing for you. I just want to sing uh, this, uh, read this verse to you. It's 1 Corinthians 1, 7 through 9. It says this, and I want you to take this for what it is. Now you, you, each one of you, have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly wait for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all blame on that day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. God will do this. Why? For he is faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you. Think about this this morning. He has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Me today, I have been invited to partner with Jesus Christ. You today have the same ability to partnership with Jesus Christ today. And it is all because of God's faithfulness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lynn, would you come this morning? Let me pray this morning. Father, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. God, thank you for making a way where there seems to be no way. God, thank you for allowing us the opportunity to partnership with Jesus Christ. Have your way in our lives, Lord God. May we move forward in you, God, confidently and boldly. In Jesus' name, amen.
wrestled with the ache of loss and why this has been your stand to your feet and Pastor Brandon and Lynn if you could lead us in that chorus again how great thou art that'd be wonderful just worship some of you need to 
Well, all of us need to respond to this message, but maybe some of you more acutely need to really cry out to God, sing about His greatness, prepare your heart for communion. can take your communion elements in your hand. There's one, there's not one at your seat, there'll be one nearby. We're going to receive the bread first together. So as you open that up, hold that in your hand and just begin to thank God. As Pastor Brandon plays, just begin to thank God for all he's done, for all that he is. Don't, don't say it in your mind, just begin to speak it out today verbalize your thankfulness to God, worship him, honor him. Let's take a moment and let's do that today. way. Lord, we receive now the symbol of your broken body with grateful hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive together. grateful for your blood that was shed. There is power in your shed blood. Power to break the, the power of sin, to bring the dead back to life like you've done for so many of us in this room. 
Lord, thank you. Thank you for you. Thank you for your incredible blood that washes away sins and iniquity. In Jesus' name, we receive it together with grateful hearts, worshipful hearts. Amen. Let's receive together. Sing that chorus one more time. Then sing, my soul, my Savior God, to How great Thou art! How great Thou art! Then sing. you are and it would never be enough but we do it today we say the Lord is great everything about you is great you are mighty in everything you say and everything you do and we give you honor today Jesus in your strong name amen